I'm certainly glad you joined me today for another day of Bible study and sharing together in God's Word. God's Word's alive and powerful and sharper than a sword, the Bible says, and it cuts deep and shows us the truth. We're in the book of Daniel, and we're talking about what Daniel was and what Daniel wrote, and we're ready to start the second chapter today. Five times in the second chapter of Daniel, we're told this statement, there is a God in heaven, and that's found, like I said, five different times in the book, and that seems to kind of be the theme of chapter two. Ezra and Nehemiah and the book of Revelation also use that exact term, there is a God in heaven. I believe there's a reason why God is so spoken of, because in Babylon, the astrologers often called the master astrologers of, of the Chaldeans were the leading people of scholarship, and it was to these men of scholarship and learning, the magicians, the astrologers, the conjurers, that the king always went for direction. <clears throat> they got their so-called wisdom, which was really not wisdom at all, from looking at the heavens, from the stars, from astrology, and there's no wisdom there. But that was proved to Nebuchadnezzar the king, but Daniel had that wisdom, had that understanding, had that ability, but God revealed it to him, and it came from the God who is in heaven. So the contrast here is important to understand the greatness of God. He's a revealer of truth, and he's the only one who can really make the difference. So let's look at the situation. Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest ruler of the day. He pretty much ruled the whole world, and yet he was bothered because he was he did not have peace of mind. He, he was troubled. He had trouble sleeping, and when he did sleep, he had strange dreams that bothered him. And day after day, he would wake up haunting by these, these dreams that caused him to feel uh, insecure and that his kingdom was threatened by something beyond his control. He, he just uh, was mixed up in all these feelings and future and life after death and so forth. You see, power and position don't necessarily bring peace of mind, and it didn't for Nebuchadnezzar. The king was concerned about the future, and there was one particular dream that haunted him, that bothered him, that he could not put it out of his mind, so he called in the magicians, he called in the astrologers, uh, and he asked them to interpret the dream. And those, so they said, well, you tell us the dream, and we will interpret it. But the king refused to tell them. He said, if you can interpret it, you should be able to tell me what the dream was. And he was beginning to believe they were fakers and they didn't really know what they were talking about. So he was putting them to the ultimate task. You not only interpret the dream, you tell me what the dream that I had was. If you cannot tell me the dream and then interpret it, he, said, I'm, he just basically said, I'm going to have you all killed. And, and that's, that, was his, that was what he was planning to do. So if, if we're looking to the intellectuals of our day and to the people who claim to know all the answers, and there are a lot of people in our government, there are a lot of people in Washington, there are a lot of people in various educational institutions who think they know better than everybody else and they have all the answers. But you see, there's only one person who really has the answers, and that's God. He's the revealer of real truth, and we have to look to him. 
And so it's important that we do that. Now, <clears throat> the king had decreed that all the wise men should die. But if you remember from my study from a few days ago, Daniel and his three friends had been elevated to a position of importance in the king's court. So they were considered a part of these advisors or these wise people. And so they were included. Now, Daniel was probably just a young man. He might have been 19 or 20 years old or maybe a little older. But he was included in this group of people that were about to be killed. And I want you to notice that, first of all, there's a God in heaven who answers prayer. When Daniel found out about this, the first thing that Daniel did was he, he went to see the king and asked the king to give him time in order that he might come up with the interpretation of the dream. And that's when Daniel went to his three friends, and they shut them up, themselves up to pray. And, and they began to pray with all of their hearts and with all of their minds. And they began to call on the name of the Lord and ask him for guidance and, and to, to direct them to know what this dream was all about. And, and these four young, four young men agreed together and united in prayer. The wise men of Babylon were in panic because their lives were on the line. But the young men were praying. They were in panic. They were praying. They were afraid because they thought they were going to be killed. They were calmly talking to God, the God who cares. And you see, I wonder just in my own life, in your life, how many, how many things have not been revealed to us? How many things that we should have known? How many things that would have guided us in the right direction if we'd only prayed about it, if we'd only brought it to the Lord and like they did just lay it out before the Lord? And as we do so, it makes a difference. The wicked Mary, Queen of Scots, once said, I fear John Knox's prayers more than an army of 10,000 men. See, she knew that John Knox could pray and get answers. He knew how to lay hold of God by faith. And that's what we need to do also. And that's what Daniel and his three friends did. And because they did that, amazing things begin to happen. And there is also a God in heaven who is worthy to be praised. And what's interesting is Daniel and his friends turned their prayer meeting into a praise meeting as they lifted their hearts in thanksgiving to God. Listen to what they said in Daniel chapter 2, verse Verse 20, then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, praise be to the name of God forever and ever and wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He, give, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals, a deep and, he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we ask of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. God revealed to Daniel the, the dream and what it meant. And praise is always in line. In fact, the Bible talks so much about praise, people praising God. There's something about praising God that... That just changes us. It, it elevates God in our eyes to the place where he really is and to the power that is really his and to the love that's really his. 
And you see, Nebuchadnezzar had been raised up and given a place of authority by God. He didn't know that, but that was the truth. And God is able to raise people up and take people down, and he's the God who's in charge of the universe. Now, think about praying about things this week and think about praising this week, and we'll talk more tomorrow about this subject. God bless you. Have a great day.